This podcast is brought to you by Shaw Business. Shaw Business offers a whole suite of smart solutions like smart Wi-Fi. With dedicated networks for you and your guests, smart Wi-Fi keeps everyone's connections separate, safe, and secure. And it reaches all corners of your business. So whether you're at your desk or in a meeting room, you're still connected and ready for business. Smart Wi-Fi is one way that Shaw Business is powering the entrepreneur. It's Edmonton's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hello, this is Mario Taniguzzi coming to you today with Edmonton's Podcast, a member of Canada's Podcast Network, where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen here in the city of Edmonton, Alberta. Jacqueline Kitsan is owner of Somewhere Mobile Boutique Consignment, retrofitting a 1977 Airstream Globetrotter into Edmonton's first mobile consignment boutique, a high-end and luxury consignment retailer. She is also communication specialist with Melkor Developments. Welcome to the show, Jacqueline, and thanks for taking the time today to be here for our listeners. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and what your business is all about. Sure. I am a born and raised Edmontonian. I've lived here my whole life. I work full-time in communications for Melkor, as you mentioned. And I started somewhere, my consignment business in 2017. I had visited the Taste of Edmonton, I saw a whole bunch of food trucks, and I thought to myself, what about a food truck, but for clothes? And I kind of laughed it off, but the idea stuck with me, so I kept thinking about it, and I decided just to Google search, does this exist? And I found that it did exist all over the States, and a couple in Canada, but not in Edmonton. So I really wanted it, and no one was doing it, so I decided to do it myself. And the overall idea for somewhere, it covers a lot of bases for me. Personally, I try and be very conscious about my own environmental impact, and fast fashion is one of the world's largest polluters, so I really started there shopping consignment, so I love consignment shopping for that reason. And on a business side, I'm a risk-averse person. I've never really known any of the people who own the businesses that I shop at, (laughs) so I was never really connected to the idea of entrepreneurship. So when I decided to start this and by default become a business owner myself, I had to become used to taking some risks, but by my nature, I really wanted to minimize those. So with the Airstream business model and consignment business model, I was able to uh, lower my overhead. I don't have to pay rent in a bricks and mortar store, and I have no cost to my unsold goods. So that was all really appealing to me. And also the ability to move my store to where people would be as opposed to making them find me. Did you need financing to start? And uh, how has business been for you? Uh, Yeah, I looked into financing when I first had the idea. I met some banks and they told me that they would look at how much of my own money I had invested in it. So I decided to start there. I started with my own money. And since then, I've just put my profit and revenue into the business. Expense was buying the Airstream, which I did last year. And I used my own money to do that. I have a very handy group of parents and uncles who are doing the initial demolition for me in the Airstream. And um, I only pay them in pizza and beer. So it's very economical. (laughs) 
And then when it comes to outfitting it later on as a store, I'll go look into financing again. What is your long-term vision for that company? And uh, what do you look forward to in the future of uh, where you're going to be at? So I chose the Airstream um, because it is such an iconic piece of history. I want to make people happy with it. Um, The Airstream brand in itself is a community and I want to emulate that with the store. So I picture a neighborhood like Highlands in Edmonton and having the Airstream there and it being a real community gathering spot. However, I am cognizant of the fact that it will be very easy to outgrow the Airstream with its limited square footage. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I have many ideas of grandeur of where that could go, but I don't want to push it in any one direction. I just want to let it happen organically. I think everything will happen as it should and opportunities will open up. So I want it to go in the direction it's meant to go in and not the one that I have preset for it. In the short term, I would like to see the Airstream available for photos and weddings um, because it's one of those things, if you know about Airstreams, you just love them. When you're looking at being an entrepreneur in Edmonton, tell me some of the, the good points of being an entrepreneur there and maybe also some of the challenges. Sure. Uh, in Edmonton, everyone is very accepting of new ideas. We see it every day. I worked on the mural on the side of 100th Street Place in downtown Edmonton that says, take a risk. It's the most Edmonton thing you could do. And that really made me evaluate the risks in my own life. And there are so many people in Edmonton taking risks. It's a great place to do that. Um, I would say that one of the challenges in Edmonton is that you will see other people doing what they're doing every day. So you need to have a very strong plan of what your business is and what you want it to be and the values and intentions that you want for that business because it will be easy to question those things as you see what other people are doing. Mm -hmm. We do some of our best work outside the office. Um, Is there a place in Edmonton that you'd like to hang out to think about your business, Uh, maybe just to get inspired with ideas? Um, I hang out in my Airstream when I want to (laughs) do some brainstorming. I just love being inside it, and it's very inspiring to me. I would look for more places to do that. So I'm open to people's suggestions, but I tend to try and escape to the mountains if I need to recharge. (laughs) Here's a hypothetical question for you. If you were to start all over again and you just moved to Edmonton, but this time you don't know anyone, knowing what you know now, what would you do and how would you do it to start all over again as an entrepreneur? I have been going this alone since I first had the idea. So I'm not sure how different it would be But I would say that if I had just moved here, I probably wouldn't have ended up doing this at all because it's my experiences in Edmonton that led me here because I'm not a born and raised entrepreneur. I haven't always had dreams of doing this. So I'm not sure that I would have even gone to this point without being here. What does the first hour of your day look like when you get up in the morning? Uh, Like, do you have a specific ritual or routine to get you going? I roll out of bed. I sleep as long as I can. I love my sleep. And <laughs> I've usually planned out my Instagram posts for my business the night before so I can hit the hit send on them when I have a moment. And I still go to my day job and love it there. And so my most of my motivation usually comes in the evenings. Now, do you think entrepreneurs have to be uh, weird or unique, but in a positive way, or just simply wired differently? That's a really good question. I think some certainly are, um, but I think there's other ways to arrive at entrepreneurship and for myself, because I never really related to that word and I still don't really. 
I think that people who end up owning their own businesses are dreamers. And I'm certainly a dreamer. I always have been. If people tell me no, or I can't, or won't be able to do something, it makes me want to do it more. (laughs) So, and especially in retail right now with the outlook constantly changing and the retail landscape diversifying, I hear a lot, don't go into retail, don't go into retail. But for some reason, I don't feel that that applies to me. I think that this will work because I want it to. And I believe that people will support it. And I think that you have to have a little bit of that to be an entrepreneur. What book are you reading right now? Right now I'm using books as a way to wind down and settle my mind. So I usually read fiction books, um, The Home for Unwanted Girls. It's a really great story. It's fiction, but it lies in some Canadian history um, back in Montreal. And I'm reading, I have a daily meditation book called Journey to the Heart by Melody Beattie. And there's some really, really good ones in there. Is there any uh, books that you've read in the past that would be helpful, do you think, for entrepreneurs? Uh, I've read The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which I really have taken a few things out of that one. And one that's um, a little bit motivating and inspiring is the autobiography by Ashley Vance of Elon Musk. And that one's very interesting. Hmm, interesting, yeah. What about online and offline tools? Is, are there any that you use on a daily basis for your company? Primarily online. I use Shopify to power my e-commerce store. Even though I have a bit of a web background, Shopify makes it so simple and does a lot of the things that I wouldn't have time to do, like keeping track of my inventory and reporting and stuff like that. And Instagram on a daily basis has been great to connect with my customers, find my customers and drive traffic to my store. Now, obviously, uh, you know, in this day and age, we're always talking about work-life balance. Uh, What do you do to relax and to get that work-life balance? And is there anything that you like to do, your favorite activities in Edmonton? Um, There's a few at Melcor. We're fortunate. We have a Tuesday lunchtime uh, yoga program. And our our yoga instructor comes to the office and she's amazing. And it's really a great time. It's already carved out for me. So I get to do yoga, whereas I might not have time outside of my uh, day job in my business. Um, it's kind of tough as with a full-time job and a business to find that time to do stuff and relax. So for me, I've spent a lot of time forming habits and those habits, just if I can take my vitamin in the morning, floss my teeth at night, read a book before bed, I can really feel like I've got it together. <laughs> okay. What about uh, looking at, uh, uh, you know, hypothetically, if you uh, weren't doing what you're doing now, is there any profession you'd like to do? Oh, it would probably be really out there, like an astronaut or a magician or a dog walker. <laughs> is there anything you wouldn't want to do? I don't think I would excel in an accounting sort of situation. Not a big numbers guy, and I'm not very organized despite my best efforts. In business, is there a favorite word, sentence, phrase that you like to use? I really connect with uh, trust the timing of your life. It's worked out for me really well. And I believe that uh, your inner voice will speak to you when you can quiet all of the other chatter going on around. And it will reveal to you the next step or the answer to what you're thinking about. The chatter being comparing yourself to others, overthinking, forcing things to happen, thinking you have to do things a certain way. And if you can quiet that, you can really hear what your next move is. Is there a least favorite word that you don't like to hear? I think lots of Things have their place, but have become diluted. Even the word entrepreneur or girl boss, we hear a lot. Um, I 
just want to be a successful business owner, not necessarily a girl boss. I just want to be like an owner. If you had to pick one or two words to describe yourself, what would they be and why? Dreamer, as mentioned before. (laughs) And probably I've been called spacey a lot. I kind of just live in my own world a lot. Is there anything that keeps you up at night? Um, I think that I've learned some very useful meditations that kind of help me to stop doing that. But the things that I start thinking about where I need to use my meditations would be just letting people down. Maybe I didn't reply to a contact form fill. Maybe someone's clothes aren't selling as quickly as others. Um, So I worry that I'm letting people down or that I'm not doing enough. Mm -hmm. Now, everybody these days seems to have a bucket list of what they want to do in their lives. Uh, What are the top things on your bucket list? I have a wide range of things. I keep writing them down. <laughs> Every few days, I'll find something new and they range. I, they're small, like I want to be grapes for Halloween, or they're bigger, like I want to relearn how to play piano and play for a group of people. And before I started that list, my one aspiration was to attend every major sporting event in the world. So I've been checking those off slowly but surely. Which ones have you attended recently? Uh, recently, I was at the Stanley Cup Finals. That was a few years ago, and I've been to the 2010 Winter Olympics. And this weekend, I'm actually going to the Canada Winter Games in Red Deer, which wasn't on the list, but I'll put it now and do a little check mark beside it. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any advice that you've received over the years from people that you'd like to pass on to entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs? Sure. Uh, specific to to my industry, one of my mentors once told me that concession, or consignment shopping is um, recession-proof, just because if the economy is really good, people will continue to shop with you. And if it's not doing so well, people are always looking to save money, spend it differently, but stay entertained and continue to shop. So that was a moment for me where I was like, you're so right about that. Um, the second one, a little more broad, Neil Pashrika, I believe he wrote a book on happiness. He did a talk. And he was really good at explaining how motivation does not equal action. Action equals motivation. So my advice is if you have an idea, just start, do tiny tasks, five tiny tasks, and you'll find the motivation to keep going. I have a different, slightly different question for you here. There's a tropical island just off of Fiji that only has one phone booth there with no internet. We're going to drop you off there, and you won't have a computer, smartphone, tablet, any kind of device. You can use the phone booth located there anytime to call the boat, and we'll come pick you up. How long would you last before you made that phone call, and what would you do while you were there? I think that sounds amazing. Can I go there now? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'd probably last a while. There was no mention of food, so that's a little worrisome if I'd have to find my own, but I could use a little break. I'd probably last about a week, do a little swimming, a little laying around. Sounds pretty good to me. Okay. Is there anything you'd like to add before you leave us today? No, that's about it. Thanks for having me. And is there a way that people can reach you or reach your business? Uh, yeah, for sure. We're online at somewhere.ca. That's somewhere like the clothes that you wear. Our Instagram is at shop somewhere. And if anyone wants to connect with me personally, they can do that through LinkedIn or they can do that through the contact form on my website. Um, I will say that when I started out, I reached out to a bunch of people to talk to and I did get a few no's and it was discouraging. And when I found people that 
would talk to me. It was the greatest thing ever. And I will be someone who will say yes if they want to talk. So for sure, reach out if there's any questions. Okay. Thanks, Jacqueline, for being our guest on Edmonton's podcast. I've learned a lot about you, your business, and I'm sure our listeners have as well. Thank you. Hey there. Thanks for taking the time today to listen to Edmonton's podcast on Canada's podcast network. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters and write a review for us on iTunes. And then connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn at Canada's Podcast. You can also check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. See you next time.